Right. Hello, everybody, once again, and I'm back. So this is part two. Just breaking the episode into two so that, you know, because come on, who's going to listen to one hour or more of my rants? <laughs> so, yeah, so that was a much needed break, even for me, actually. I don't know why, but there's this thing now, um, because I've just recovered from, you know, the cold. Uh, so, either the worst part about the, the rhinovirus, you know, the, the virus that is behind all common colds and flus is that once the phlegm, you know, once you've got that phlegm thing, it doesn't completely disappear. And so when I start talking, um, after a few minutes, uh, phlegm builds up. And that's why I was, I was having a bit of a problem. And I probably even sounded a bit stuffy, probably towards the end, especially. So I had to take a much needed break. <laughs> Sorry about that. But okay, back. Um, actually, this was supposed to be um, an episode on the biggest mistake that Imran Khan ever made. But I think it's it's kind of good to, you know, once again, just sort of summarize everything so that I guess people can understand the point I'm trying to make. When I say that the biggest mistake that Imran Khan ever made was ruining his life, 20 to, 20 to 22 years of his life, uh, his prime uh, for a country that doesn't deserve it. And why doesn't this country deserve it? As I said, it's simply because Traitors have taken over, um, not just in the government. See, that's the problem. The problem is the the people that this country was built for and the people who built this country are basically no more, you know. Um, this country later on got flooded by the same traitors who opposed this country. And that is why, um, as I said, it was it was quite a pleasant surprise when I saw that our lazy, selfish people actually got up for Imran Khan. It said a lot. It really said a lot. It did a lot. And um, but now again, you see now once again, people are not coming out the way they came out. I guess people are just pissed off. I don't know because everybody is pissed off. That I do know. I mean, wherever I go, um, if you talk to the maids, they're pissed off. They're constantly swearing at the government. But then the problem is that. They keep on saying, oh, Imran Khan's got two weeks relief. At least now he'll do something for us. And I keep on telling him, listen, telling them, listen, the person stood for you and look what he's got in return. It's your turn now to stand for him. I said, look, we middle class people, we keep on standing up. But the truth is that you are the majority. Okay, the lower middle class and the poor people, the people from the villages, they form the majority. And they're the ones that Imran Khan benefited the most when he came with his health card, which this government, as soon as it came, it blocked, by the way. So he gave them a health card, he gave them relief, um, he subsidized the, the already subsidized stuff even more. Um, when there was a problem with during floods or any other problem that uh, occurred due, because of coronavirus, everything was so organized. Uh, the PTI members made sure that they they had everything in a list, so they knew which homes had, for example, no men or very old uh, men and women or only women or kids. And they would send members to go there directly to give them food and to give them ration and everything that they needed. You understand? So what did this government do? As you know, uh, right now, what this government did after the flood was... Uh, 
it just kept on increasing the prices of uh, flour as we know it's increasing every single day and then they made people stand in lines in long huge lines just to get flour seriously and not just that people died in the process yeah people actually died in the process you assholes you motherfuckers why don't you just go and deliver it to their homes or better yet just lower the freaking price of the subsidized items let the people go to the utility store as per usual and buy the stuff why are you forcing them to stand in line while your army people who have nothing better to do in their lives are you know and and your other members they're you're just giving them sacks of flour and the people complained by the way that the flour was the worst quality ever it was it was not the quality of flour that people and these people are actually even more particular about food than we from the we urban people are people of the rural areas remember they farm their stuff they grow their stuff they harvest their stuff they get pure good food compared to us we have to buy the stuff from the market so we don't get the kind of quality that the people of the rural areas are used to or that they get so they know even better than us what it is that they're getting because they're one they're the ones who basically make the stuff and so people were complaining they're like first they make us stand in lines uh and then they waste all day and then they end up getting people killed and then the flour that we get is not even flour really it's 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 just it's spoiled flour basically like you know the flour that's basically gone bad it's already low quality and it's gone bad this is what they were giving the people right so when they ousted imran khan back to that when they ousted imran khan people as you know flooded the streets but imran khan kept on telling them no no wait for my call wait for my call that was the other big mistake imran khan made that was a huge and very very stupid mistake he made i know he did that because he did not want violence and he did not want the illegal government to take advantage of that and initiate violence which is what they did just 3 days ago and on uh, more than 3 days ago actually on 9th may when they illegally arrested him again i get that but he should not have made that call he should have let the people flood the streets because that time the way people were aggressive the way they were flooding the streets it would have stopped all this from happening they would have forced the government out within 48 hours okay but he made that mistake which again delayed so much and people were like yeah what's wrong with him? i mean why is he doing this you know what's wrong with him and so you know when people keep on waiting and waiting and waiting and they're forced to you know stay back and hold it then obviously they can go back to their you know original state which you know which they were in before where where they're like okay you know what i don't care and i don't know what's going on but i'm not going out anymore so it's probably that people have now gone back to that hesitation mode where they're thinking uh okay the the country is fucked uh, the country has no future anymore okay we're all fucked we don't have any future anymore but what can we do you know so it it's it's that i think people have gone back to that And that is what this government wanted obviously the illegal government because they are here to basically push the country into a defaulter state and declare the country a failed state so that america can use this opportunity to you know land its troops here and wage war and use us to wage war which they've already done in zardari's time now here's another thing 
Um, they keep on calling Imran Khan terrorist, the, the illegal U.S. imported government. They keep on calling Imran Khan terrorist. Tell me one thing. Um, look at the number of drones that America uh, threw in Pakistan, killing civilians uh, during Zardari's time, when Zardari was president. Look at the amount of terrorism, the amount of encounters during both Zardari's time and Nawaz Sharif's time, right? And then come and look at the number of drones or terrorist activities during Imran Khan's time. Zero. Zero. We had not a single drone dropped into our land. And we have had no terrorist activities. Although, although during Imran Khan's tenure, the army did kind of try to create a terrorist situation with the illegal government, um, but it was foiled. The attempt was foiled uh, very badly. It went very, very badly for, for them. So that is there. And then they kept on fabricating news about Imran Khan and all. Here's this thing about freelancers. As you, we all know, uh, although Pakistan has uh, probably the world's fifth or third largest uh, uh, freelancers uh, working in the world online but number as a number of freelancers but the fact remains that we don't have PayPal in Pakistan as you know and so most of the people have had to uh, you know create uh, an address or use their friends address in America or other countries where PayPal uh, you know was used in order to get the money that they had to earn online and uh, the other, uh, we have other, uh, you know, we have Payoneer, we have uh, other, other, you know, uh, payment modes for online. But again, the problem is that it's not so easy as it is abroad, to be very honest, to get paid, uh, in, you know, online and then to go and access your money. So, uh, plus, as you know, the internet, uh, the, the, the country had the internet and everything. But to actually put the whole country on, on online, on a digital map, that was done by Imran Khan. And he facilitated the freelancers. So when, when the illegal government, you know, when they were in opposition, so-called opposition, um, when they were trying to forge and fabricate news about Imran Khan, one of the fabrications that they made about Imran Khan was that Imran Khan was creating laws and bills that negatively affect freelancers. Hello? Freelancers would not have existed in Pakistan. And this is my message to you freelancers because, you know, in a way I am one of you. I am kind of registered as a freelancer. Freelancers had nowhere to go and they could not earn their money that they deserved to earn. They could not get the number of projects that they deserved to get. They could not really work. Why? Because they had no real outlet, no real way to get their work done. And if it wasn't for Imran Khan, you would have ceased to exist by now. That is how bad the situation was. He digitized the country for you. He facilitated you. He's the one who created those laws to facilitate you. He's the one who, let's just be very frank and very honest. He's the one who put you on the map. Believe me, before that, although, yes, you had a lot of work, but believe me, people didn't really know that Pakistan actually had you know, what the potential to have one of the largest number of freelancers working in the world. It was he who put you on the map. 
Imran Khan worked so hard to give you relief, to give you facilities, even in tax. Yeah, even in tax, those that were registered as freelancers, their tax was kept to a minimum. So, yeah, so to suddenly, you know, uh, say such stuff about Imran Khan that, you know, he was creating laws and bills that would negatively affect freelancers. I think if a freelancer believed in that, there, were, there could be nothing and no one more stupid. Because I know that the amount that I, that the, I have actually managed to enjoy my freelancing a little more during his time. Because before that, I wouldn't even, before that, I would actually get offers from people abroad, but I would refuse them because I just didn't know how to get paid. And I was not going to make a, a false American address just to get PayPal, okay? Sorry, I'm not going to do that just for a PayPal card. And uh, for years, you know, I my money was stuck on Amazon, uh, my books that I've been selling. And finally, when I found out that Amazon actually doesn't even use PayPal, it uses Payoneer, that is what pushed me to uh, create a Payoneer account. And that's how I got my money after all those years, which Amazon had very diligently kept. Um, I got every cent in one go. So, yeah, I mean, come on, that, that is... Uh, Another mistake uh, that Imran Khan made was during his tenure, um, they're talking so much, you know, Arana and Maryam and all, they're talking so much about how he was a fascist and he was, uh, no fascist government allows somebody who's not in the government to hog mainstream media, right? And talk against that government and use vulgar language against that government and threaten that government in power. No fascist government does that. Now, you are a fascist government. You, the illegal government, you are a fascist government. You are an authoritarian government. Yes. And you are actually working towards dictatorship. Yes. Why? First of all, the PDM is not elected. You pushed your way into the federal government after you illegally ousted Imran Khan, number one. Number two, once the Punjab assemblies and KPK assemblies were dissolved by the PTI members who had the majority in those assemblies. You again sent your people into those assemblies to make up, uh, you know, to, to and you called yourselves caretaker government. You're an interim government and they're caretaker governments. And in any case, all of you need to have been gone by now because the elections should have been done by now. And you are still hogging mainstream media and social media, spreading lies and, and fabricated news. And the media cannot even complain about the journalists that you have killed. The media houses cannot complain about the way you have threatened the owners of those media houses and with their lives and how you have kidnapped many of their employees and how you have attempted to kidnap the owners of some of these media houses right and then again when imran khan was prime minister if he was really sending you all off to jail why were we always seeing you on the media why were you always on tv barking your heads off why were you always having press conferences while imran khan was still a prime minister why were you threatening an incumbent prime minister why were you threatening the army that time and how is it that the army very conveniently forgot that now the army says that it wants to put charges against Imran Khan for and, and protesters for attacking government institutions you are 
public servants once again you are not masters and servants of each other you are all our servants we are paying your wages right you serve us you you going against us and our legal representative that is illegal that is treason and now you're actually talking about uh, Imran Khan and terrorism and all when you actually tried to commit terrorism during Imran Khan's tenure and he still did and said nothing to you people that was again one of the biggest mistakes Imran Khan did why did Imran Khan give these people so much power so much freedom that they would while he was still prime minister they would come and hog the main, mainstream media the mainstream media was literally bribed and bought by the pdm even when they were not in the government why because now here's the thing mainstream media had a problem with imran khan's government because imran khan's government refused to bribe them now as i said you see this is why i say that countries nations don't change now and why i say the country never deserved a person like imran khan and this country never deserved a person like janan alamakbal why because our people are so steeped in corruption and dishonesty they don't know how to live any any other way and they're scared to live like honest people they're scared to live within the realms of law and order now our media houses have been steeped in corruption right from the start they created their media houses through corruption basically most of our news outlets most of our news channels they were started by giving bribes to shahbaz sharif when he was in the punjab government and they uh, basically uh, shahbaz sharif took a lot of kickbacks to help them start their ventures so um, the huge number of uh, news channels that suddenly erupted during shahbaz sharif's time when he was chief minister was simply because they all paid him lots of money so that they could go through all the loopholes of pemra laws and start their channels and this is why whenever when and that's another thing whenever uh bhutto government or whenever nawashif's government are you know in place they had a habit of always paying media outlets in the form of advertisements and sponsorships so the media is so used to being fed all that pig meat or that haram that now when this government came and this government true to its policy refused to uh give unnecessary ads and sponsorships to media outlets uh, which basically meant bribes so the media outlets very gladly uh took money from maryam nawaz and from bilawal and from their 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 people and uh helped them work against Imran Khan so the media also committed treason now the media is crying blood because the people that they worked with to uh you know to very openly fabricate news against the incumbent prime minister of that time now these same media houses are being misused abused their people are being kidnapped and killed off by the same people who they thought they were in partnership with and now and at that time when the media was helping spread false news about how the media was being censored by the government again if the media was being censored by Imran Khan's government 
why were we looking at these motherfuckers 24-7 on our TVs instead of listening to pertinent government um, policies? Why were we constantly looking at the faces of Maryam Namaz and Maryam, the illegitimate Maryam, the legitimate Maryam, the illegitimate Maryam and Rana the Bulldog? Why were we looking at their faces 24-7? Why were they holding press conferences? Why were they constantly barking their brains out and pissing the bejesus out of us during Imran Khan's government? You know, why weren't they put in jail? You know, why weren't they just thrown out? Why weren't they curbed? Why were we always looking at them? If the media was being censored by the government, then why were we looking at all those people who were talking against the government? Now the media is actually censored. You know a media is censored when the media cannot complain about censorship. You know the media is being controlled when the media is has lost its freedom. When the media cannot even talk about it. When the media cannot talk about how its journalists have been kidnapped, threatened and killed for not taking money or for not listening to this government. Or when the media cannot talk about how it's every single news is scripted and everything is censored, then that means your media is censored and your media is controlled. So similarly, uh, another mistake that that the it, that Imran Khan made during his tenure was, you know, playing mind games with these people. We didn't have time for those long mind games, to be very honest. We were already at the edge. He should have reset his priorities. He should have held on to the priorities that he mentioned before elections. He should not have, first of all, he should not have compromised uh, on his party members. He should have kept the original party members. He would have still won the elections. I, I can, uh, in fact, all the, the whole public would tell you that. So the fact that he was made to think that he needed all those old sitters and farts who were joining his party from other parties, which was highly dangerous. When the parties that you're fighting against, when their members are defecting from their parties right before elections and coming over to your party, that does not just mean that they're looking to benefit because they know you're going to win, but that also means that they are now going to be the ones that are going to drag you down because they are moles and insiders and spies, which is actually what happened. The half the people that he trusted uh, and let into the party thinking that they were old, seasoned veterans, you know, politicians, they were the ones that dragged him down. If he had kept the original PTI members, and if, as promised, he had kept the youth wing in in the political sector, and if he had let them run the elections, uh, they would have won, and we would have been in a better condition, in a better situation. Because again, he said it himself in one of his interviews that if he won the elections and became prime minister without majority, he would not take his post as prime minister because they would not let him work. He said this himself and yet he made that mistake of accepting the premiership. Um, he 
he took his seat as the prime minister despite the fact that he did not have two-thirds majority in the federal assembly, especially in the parliament, and they dragged him down. Another mistake that he made, uh, which again is, uh, look, I know that you want to create a civilized country, but you first need to understand we are not a civilized country. You, we still have to be turned into a civilized country. And so you were supposed to change the people in all the organizations that were supposed to work with you and for you to achieve that. Because that is what everybody does. And literally, there's nothing wrong with it. Because whenever Navashri comes, the first thing he does is he removes the FIA's director. Then he removes the ISI's director general. Then he removes the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Then he removes the judges and the justices of the high courts. And then in, uh, in, in any and every sensitive post, he removes the top dog and he replaces them with his own people. The same thing is when Zardari came with, that's what he did. The same thing again when Bhutto used to come, she did. Why do they do that? So that they can do whatever they need to do smoothly without any clash, without any opposition from within the bureaucratic machine. Imran Khan was such an idiot at that point that he trusted his people so much that he thought that, you know, as long as I'm sincere and I'm loyal and I'm honest, you know, everybody will know that and they will be with me. No, you are trying to teach old dogs new tricks. You are trying to tell crooked people who have only one way of living and that is through haram khori. You're trying to tell them that they should stop their haram khori and, and get into halal kamai and, you know, do the right thing. Why would they do that? The reason they're sitting there is because they are not qualified to do that. If they were honest people or if they even had the backbone to be honest, they wouldn't be part of the machinery in the first place. You know, why would they be serving in the government if they were good, honest people? The reason they're there is because they are dishonest, crooked, corrupt people. And you thought that you could just turn them overnight? That's not how it you know, that's not how it's uh, it's done. You should have not given an extension to Bajwa. Why did you? You thought that if you gave him an extension, then he would, what, be more sincere with you and work for the country? No. You said it yourself that it's against the law to give an extension. So why did you give the extension to him? I mean, it's not exactly against the law, but yes, it kind of does defeat the purpose of the law. That if his tenure has ended as... Uh, chief of army then he needs to be relieved of his duties instead you give you gave him extension and that is what he was just waiting for because now he could use his full power to throw you out and that's what he did and the shock that the army had when he did that you know the first thing that the army was like we can't believe that the person our superior is the one who just betrayed us and actually, that is how the word treason came into the mouths of everybody. It wasn't just the public that started about how the army is, uh, you know, treacherous. It was from within the army that this whisper started. That, oh my God, he betrayed us. He just committed treason. He betrayed us. He just So, you know, this is how it started. On the other side, um, 
he did not uh, remove people from certain strategic positions in the bureaucratic machinery. Instead, he thought that he would help them ra by raising their salaries so that they could, you know, get back some of their dignity and they would work with him for the betterment of the country. Again, who are you talking to? What are you expecting from them? That was a huge mistake. They still never sided with him. If anything, they took the money and they threw him out. So Imran Khan made a number of mistakes that led to this point. And then again, when he was ousted and the whole public was coming out, again, his biggest mistake was telling everybody to stay back, to hold on and wait for his call. And then now, now when he was illegally arrested, people were coming out. But now people were again thinking, okay, if we come out, he'll again tell us, oh, wait, stay, wait, wait for my call. And so people hesitated. So half the people came out and the other half were still hesitating, waiting, hoping for something to be done or said so that they could follow. Because before they didn't wait for anything. They came out on their own, which was a good thing, actually. But Imran Khan feared violence and he stopped them. But now see what happened. People went violent anyway. I mean, the thing that he was trying to stop. The, the scapegoating of his people, the, scape, the, the, the initiation of violence from hired goods uh, amongst the public. The thing that he was trying to stop, it happened anyway. You know, uh, Rana Sanaullah sent his goods to initiate violence in the core commander's house and blamed PTI members for it. There is video footage proving that not a single PTI member was present there. They were all in Saman Park. And again, I would say, you killed 47 PTI members. You martyred 47 people. And you injured hundreds, but you couldn't do anything to the agitators who attacked the core commander. And even worse, you actually uh, removed the core commander from his position. So he got attacked and you removed him from his position? Seriously? What does, it, what, what does that tell us? And on the other side, the people who allegedly set fire to the fake Jinnah house... Uh, you know, you're naming names and saying that they're from PTI and, and from their very faces and names, you can see that they have nothing to do with PTI, that they're your own people. And that is why, again, you're just going to quietly let them go and we would never know what became of them. You're going to make a lot of noise about arresting them. You will show their faces, you will identify them, you will forge uh, their relationship with PTI and then at the end, they will disappear from our sight and everybody will forget about them. They have done this so many bloody fucking times, I swear, that it is beginning to just piss me off as to how there are still some stupid people among us who actually believe them. Why is it that everything they say is the truth and everything Imran Khan says is a lie? You know, I mean, the whole world can see that nobody got fooled by your antics, you know, when you breached the red zone. Nobody got fooled. The whole world instead just slapped you. There was a backlash. You know, by the way, have you ever seen a country where the government is acting like a bunch of rebels against the state? <laughs> Seriously, they're calling themselves the government, right? They're calling themselves the true representatives of our state. So why are they acting like a bunch of rebels and why are they rebelling against the state? The army and the PDM, 
are rebelling against the state. Have we ever seen that in any country where the government is rebelling against the state? <laughs> oh my God, this is just, this is, this is too hilarious. I mean, seriously, this is too, this is too fucking stupid. Well, this is the situation today, so let's see what else is uh, going to happen because there, as we know, the DGISI um, is calling meetings uh, in which they're trying to finesse their plans of assassinating uh, Imran Khan, and this will be the third official attempt. Oh, actually, it will be the fifth attempt because there have been attempts where America has kind of been uh, semi-directly involved uh, before the elections and then during the elections and then after that now uh, they've left it all to their minions the fifth columnists here the pdm and the army their dogs so um, what can i say all i can say is that this time the public should not just sit at home scared waiting for what to happen i think the public needs to now once again um, I don't think the public should listen to Imran Khan. I don't think they should wait for any call. I think they should act on their own instinct. They should flood the gates and they should shut the country down because the government is already shutting the country down. It's crippling the country already. So um, there is nothing left to really. I think the public should now uh, completely shut down the country like they did last time previously before the elections uh, when they all marched out. Um, I think this time they should not just march out, but they should literally freeze and paralyze the country, which is what actually the public wanted to do when Imran Khan was ousted, but he stopped us. But I think now we don't really need to listen to Imran Khan. Uh, I think we need to listen to ourselves. Uh, we need to realize that if we do not stand up again, uh, then the shit that's going to rain on us, we deserve it. So... This is me signing out. Um, wherever you are, stay safe, stay blessed. It's so hot outside, I swear. <clears throat> Sorry. Like, for all, it's 38 degrees, but I swear, it looks as if it's 42. Um, anyway, so you all take care of yourselves. Goodbye for the office.